What's up, Joe? What's up, everybody? Welcome to another edition of Sports 360. I'm Jeff Fennell, and I'm here with my man, Rob Duran of Rob Duran Sports. Rob, what's up tonight? What's going on, man? What's going on? Well, well, well. I don't know, man. Coming out of the weekend, you know, we're sitting here Monday night, April 19th, um, chatting it up a little bit and, you know, coming out of the weekend. Um, had a good weekend, man. Um, you know, springtime, good weather. Uh, you know, I, I like to I like to grill, man. Grill and smoke. Smoke meats. You know, let me let me clarify that right quick. <laughs> I like to smoke meat. <laughs> but no, but I have a smoker. I have a smoker. But here's the thing, Rob. I smoke meat. I will smoke macaroni and cheese. <laughs> I'll I'll smoke anything. Listen, you come in my backyard and you stand still too long. I might throw you on the smoker. <laughs> Brother love the smoke, man. Hey, that's how you know the good weather's coming, man. That's right. That's right, man. You start firing up the smoker, start firing up the grill, and it's getting about that time. But yeah, had a good weekend. Um, you know, busy sports weekend. Uh, you know, a lot of things are going on as we as we um you know head toward the middle of spring and 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 into the summer baseball is heating up basketball uh so yeah a lot of good things man a lot of good things and uh tonight man you know just want to talk about you know make this a new york new york show man talk about the the knicks the knicks are playing well um the mets the mets are playing well and um, we'll also talk about the Yankees, who aren't playing so well. I know that's going to uh, be hurting for you right about now. Oh, I thought we would skip that. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> no, we got to talk about it. We got to talk about it. Listen, well, look, the baseball season is, what, almost about three weeks? We're three weeks in now. Um, and it's still early. But I, I know earlier today, you and I were exchanging text messages, I think. and Or, or maybe I was talking to someone else, and they were saying, oh, no. I was talking to another uh, another person who's a Yankees fan, and he said to me, it's early, but it's not. Yeah. Um, you know, and for those who don't know, what's the Yankees record right now, Rob? I'm not trying to, what, they're like 5 and 9, 5 and 10 or something like that? 5 and 10. 5, five and 10. ten. And they're actually in last place in the in the American League East. And again, it's early. But what do you think about that comment, though, that it's early, but it's not? Do you feel that way? I mean, it's only 15 games in. I do. I definitely do. And I'm not ready to full-blown hit the red button, panic mode type stuff just yet. But I think it is. We're at a point, I think, where we've kind of seen – this team for, you know, the three weeks, 15 games. And we have to see this team has too much talent to be where they are. And I know some teams start off slow, some teams start off hot and all that stuff. But, man, it's just – it's early. Yes, it's very early in the season. I think we've only got like 8% of the games in so far. It's a long season. It's not a 60-game season. But, man, it's it's early, but it's not. That's exactly right. You know, the one thing that stands out for me, and 
Look, I'm in the camp. Three weeks into a baseball season is far too early to either get too happy if your team is playing well or to get too down if your team is not playing well. So 15 games, you know, is it's just too small of a sample size. But I think the bigger story with the Yankees is how the Tampa Bay Rays continue to dominate them. They own you know, them. As they just swept this uh, a three-game set in Yankee Stadium uh, after, what, winning two out of three at, at the Trop. And <clears throat> Tampa is, in their last 21 games, including playoffs with the Yankees, Tampa is 16-5 and five against the Yankees. And, you know, I it, it's interesting because you would think that Tampa and, and the Yankees is a little bit of David and Goliath. But if it is, man, you know, the Yankees are getting the worst of it right now. Yeah, and it's funny because this series, I paid really close attention to it. One, because this had the feel of like, all right, let's shake it off. The Yankees had the opportunity to shake it off. You know, we started rough, whatever. We got beat up here and there. Let's shake it off. Let's take, you know, a couple games from Tampa here. Let's get back into, into a groove. But I was paying really close attention to the way Tampa was pitching against the Yankees. And it seems like Tampa has figured out the Yankees' biggest weakness. And I saw what I saw was a lot of away, 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 pitching away, soft and away, soft and away, soft and away. And the Yankees were swing and miss, swing and miss, swing and miss. But the pitches they were not swinging at were those fastballs in the zone. And I'm talking about in the hot zone, right down the middle, right down the middle, fastballs right down the middle. These guys are just looking at it, go. And that would normally be strike three for the Yankees. So Tampa has figured it out. They figured out the formula how to beat these Yankee hitters who have a lot of all-or-nothing guys. You know, a lot of these guys either walk, home run, and strike out. That, that's no secret with the Yankees over the past couple of years. But Tampa has figured it out. And I think that's a big thing, no matter who's pitching for Tampa. Their philosophy against the Yankees, away, 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 soft away, breaking ball, slider, whatever it is, soft and away, and then surprise them with that fastball right down the middle. And for some reason, they're just not swinging at it. And the hitting philosophy, whatever it is, you know, whether it's the book telling them to swing away or take this pitch, whatever it is, they got to throw the book away and get back to that. This is baseball. Let's play baseball mentality and forget what the book says. Forget what the numbers say. You see a fastball coming at you right down the middle, you got to swing. So, so when you look at the Yankees, is it, that Tampa in in this particular instance, just to take your 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 comments, that they figured them out, or is there a flaw in the construction of the Yankees roster? Because I agree with you. I think they do have too many all or nothing guys. They got those three outcome guys. You know what I mean? Um, yeah. And I, I think um, the three true outcomes. And, and I think that's a problem. So do you, do you like the roster as it's constructed when you have so many all or nothing guys? Me personally, I don't like that. I love rosters that have this flexibility. 
and I'll take, we'll take Tampa since we're talking about them. They're not an offensive machine. We're not expecting Tampa to lead the league and run score. None of, none of that stuff, home runs. But they're winning 90-plus games a year. And it's not just pitching. You know, they're, they're getting their runs in. But it's the way, the way their, their roster is constructed. And the biggest example I can think of is a guy like a Joey Wendell, who, no, you know, not many people will know that guy unless you watch the games of baseball, right? But Joey Wendell, you put him at third, he'll play third. You put him at short, put him at second, put him wherever you want, he'll play. And he'll get his hits. He'll get his base hits, he'll get his extra base hits. He's not going to hit 20, 30 home runs. But he's going to be sitting around, and I know batting average is not a thing now, but he's going to sit in a good batting average, you know, maybe a 280, 300 type hitter, and he's going to get those, those hits. It's the fundamental stuff, I think, that's missing. And I think the Yankees roster, the way they're constructed with, the, with all these all-or-nothing guys, is a flaw. And I think they, it, it dates back, honestly, and I have nothing against Giancarlo Stan, nothing against him. I'm a big fan of his. I don't think the Yankees needed to get that trade done because they already have a Giancarlo Stan type player in Aaron Judge. So you're basically stacking a lot of the same cards into one deck, and now you're, this is the result of it. And I think that's what's had them come up short in the postseason since that trade happened. And there's not a lot of roster flexibility on the team. Yeah, I mean, I um, <clears throat> the Yankees, it seems to me, when, you, when those all-or-nothing guys are all on, and you know they're a force to be reckoned with um but you know right now it's it's really not clicking for them um they're next to last in the american league in hitting uh you know they had 11 hits in the three game series that they just completed with tampa in the entire series i mean there are many teams that get more than 11 hits in a single game and the Yankees had 11 hits in that three-game series. So they're not swinging the sticks, you know, that well right now. And they have a bunch of guys who are hitting below 200, you know. And, um, and again, it is early, but, you know, to see such a team-wide struggle is, is a bit startling, you know, uh, for the Yankees. Um, what do you think about their, their pitching? Uh, starting pitching to begin with? I think going into this, I, we spoke about it too. There were some question marks with the rotation behind Garrett Cole. Um, there's a lot of guys coming back from injuries, still working their way back. Tyone is one, you know, he, he hasn't pitched great, but he's still coming back. He hasn't pitched in, what is it, a year and a half, two years. Kluber, the same thing, a guy who hasn't pitched in two years. And he has the struggles. You know, you can kind of see the the regression as it gets later in the game. He's kind of given, I think, four innings the last two starts. So it's not like they're pitching terrible, but they're not pitching up to where they need to be yet. And I think it's because they're still getting stretched out. And the bullpen was lights out for a while. But the problem is when you start using the bullpen too much, now the hitters start getting familiar with the bullpen. Now you're seeing the guy maybe two, three times in a row. Some fatigue may start to come in. And that's going to be an issue if they can't get length from their starters. You know, you can't just, you know, even Garrett Cole yesterday, he gave him six-plus innings, but he was already at 100-plus pitches in the seventh when they when Tampa took the lead and, and just put the game away, basically. So that's something that, you know, was a big question mark coming in. There's a lot of potential, 
in that starting rotation, but potential doesn't always equal results. And I think that's where the Yankees rotation and their pitching is right now. You know, one of the things, Rob, that I I found interesting this weekend was social media where, man, you had some Yankee fans (laughs) that, you know, you had to, you had to put them on like an ER alert or something, you know, um, (laughs) you didn't know what they were going to do, you, you know, because, you know, there, there are a number of, of fans who are not used to seeing the team struggle uh, like this, especially at the beginning of the season. Because, look, during the middle of the season, if the Yankees were already 20 games, 22 games, 25 games over 500, and they hit a stretch where they were 5-15, and 15, where the record kind of camouflages it a little bit, you know they're not playing well, but you know, you know what I'm saying? Overall, yeah. they're still one of the better teams in baseball. I think a lot of people would go, okay, the Yankees are struggling right now, but they'll get it together. But to start the season with the struggle such that your record shows you every day just how much you're struggling, there's no camouflaging, no hiding it. Um, I think that's, that's leading some Yankees, Yankees fans to start to lose their mind a little bit. And, um, you know, and I think the other part is having Tampa come and clean your clock, you know, the first two series out, uh, out, out the shoot, I don't think bodes too well either. So I, I thought the social media response of Yankees fans this weekend was was pretty interesting and, and a little bit funny as well. Yeah, I, <laughs> I tell you, Yankee fans are great, but on social media, man, it's a riot every single time. No matter how good the team is doing, I'm telling you, one bad game, they're going to blow up. But listen, I can't fault any Yankee fan for being upset right now. I'm upset myself. I don't voice it on social media the way a lot of these other fans do. But, you know, I've had my friends texting me like, hey, you've been quiet, man. Like, you know, let me know what you feel about these Yankees. Like, I want to hear the feedback. Normally, you break it down for us. You give us this. I'm like, listen, I'm just waiting. I I need my time to vent. When I vent, you'll know. So it may be here for all you know, <laughs> but man, it's just the way the team is playing. They're just, it's the fundamentals too, man. I, I really, I'm really heavy on fundamentals, even when, you know, when I played and when I'm playing now and when I even coach, uh, you know, a couple of young, young leagues and stuff like that, I was very big on the fundamental stuff and watching the Yankees play, like even defensively, they're terrible defensively. It's unwatchable the defensive way that they're playing. It, it's uh-huh. bad, man. It's just like every aspect of the game is bad right now for them. And it's crazy because you watch spring training and I saw a few games here and there, they didn't look this bad. You know, spring training is what it is, but they look pretty good in spring training. And then it's like once the regular season started, all that went out the window and fundamentals went out the window with the team as well. You know, Glaber Torres, I love the guy. I think he's going to be a force offensively. I don't know if he's best suited for shortstop. I don't know if he has, you know, the defensive mindset to play short. I think he played second very well when he was there. But, you know, he's the shortstop. You can't move him. Gio Urshela, you know, he is who he is at third. He's a great defensive third baseman, even though the metrics may say otherwise. But I think he's great at, at third. DJ LeMahieu, you can't really do much with him except second and first. And then first base has been a liability for them defensively 
probably since Mark Teixeira's left, since he retired. So, and then the outfield, man. I mean, Clint Frazier was a, there was question marks about his defense. He had a decent year last year, but it was a shortened season. So now we're going to see if he really is the, the gold glove candidate that he was last year. And then you kind of expect good things from Hicks and Judge and the other two spots, but that hasn't happened either. They're just the way they're tracking fly balls, the way they're, you know, their routes they're running and stuff like that, just way off. And it's just that's fundamental stuff that you would think would get cleaned up in spring training, and it looked good in spring training, and then suddenly the season starts and it's just way off, man. Sounds like you saying stick a fork in them, they're done. I mean, you know, <laughs> you don't like their hitting. You don't like their defense. Man. You think the bullpen is getting exposed and that the rotation has been okay, but not as good as it needs to be. Um, but, look, I, I'm still of the opinion that, you know, if we're talking 20 games, you know, it's it's not something that you just easily, you know, brush aside. But at the same time, you, you realize it's three weeks in. You know, let's see what the next couple of weeks bring. Um, I, look, if, if two weeks from now they're still playing at this same clip, then I think we have we 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 can go on a full blown alert at that point. Um, and yeah, even then, the season wouldn't out. be over, but I think there would be a need to really be concerned about them. Yeah, you're going to have to file some type of report to find me if they keep playing like this through May. So. Yeah, <laughs> you and a whole bunch of other Yankees fans, <laughs> man. Yeah. But, you know, when you, when, when you look around the league, though, uh, and, and I'm talking about the American League, you know, you have some surprise teams on top of each division. In the East, you have the Red Sox playing well, and they're in first place. Um, uh, in the Central, who we have is it? It's not Cleveland, is it? No, it's Kansas City. Kansas, Kansas City. City is in first in the Central. And then out West, Seattle. And, you know, again, I think that's a testament as well. Early in the season, and, you know, you have a few teams playing well, sitting atop the division, but no one believed that any one of these three teams would necessarily be division winners. I still don't think any one of these three teams will be a division winner, but that's the way it looks right now in the American League. So, I, look, I think there's time for a lot of stuff to change as we're only, you know, a few weeks into the season. Yeah, and, you know, some of these teams, I, like Seattle's a team, I feel like they start hot almost every year. And eventually, you know, like you say, you get 30, 40, 50 games of the season, you start seeing them go down in the division and stuff like that. The Royals made some sneaky good moves in the offseason, but they're not going to maintain that pace. And I think the Twins and White Sox, they're both teams that are better than what their records show and better than what their play is showing. And then and then the Red Sox are another team. You know, I know I, I jokingly hinted that watch out for the Red Sox in that division. And I think they're going to be better than people expect, but I don't think they're first place better than everyone expects. They're, they're a team that's going to hover around and be annoying throughout the season. And, and you know, with Alex Cora there, I think he makes a difference. And I know managers don't get as much credit um, today as maybe they used to a few years back. But I think Alex Cora in that clubhouse does make a little bit of a difference for the team. But they're not – I don't think they have enough to, to maintain the pace that they're on now. 
Yeah, I mean, I, I think it remains to be seen with all these teams. Um, but yeah, you're right. You know, Seattle is hot, and these other teams are playing well. Um, I tell you, I tell you one thing. Speaking of hot, uh, Shane, don't call me Justin Bieber. Is is really <laughs> is really pitching well. I mean, four starts, four consecutive games with. 10 or more strikeouts first pitcher to ever do that um he's he's been on fire and he's showing that he's the real deal what do you think about Shane Bieber I don't think he's human honestly him and Jacob deGrom I don't think they're human and they should probably be pitching in a different league at this rate the way that my goodness man they're just like Shane Bieber's lights out man he is nasty. Like, <laughs> hmm. it's just the, the kind of stuff he does. And he's showing that last year was no fluke. And we've kind of seen him, you know, year by year, get better and better and better. I think he, he can turn it up a notch, believe it or not. Even the, the kind of stuff he's doing this year, this dude is just nasty, man. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, so, you know, he's he's pitching well and – um, you know, Cleveland is is playing pretty well so far. Um, they have some good their, pitching in Cleveland. Yeah, they, they do. They can't really hit like that. They don't have much much offense, but they can pitch, man. Yeah. And so, you know, some early returns, some early surprises. Um, but I think of, of everything going on in the American League, the thing to really keep an eye on is what will the Yankees do are they will will they be able to turn it around i think we have to believe the answer to that is yes but it remains to be seen um but sticking with new york man let's let's go into the national league where we can talk about my new york mets oh boy that's right (laughs) that's right new york mets First place New York Mets. By the way, the Mets have played the fewest games in baseball, right? Um, they're seven yeah, and four, I think. So. I think. They played seven eleven and four. games. They played eleven games because they've had so many games postponed. But um, the Mets have been playing well, um, in, and I give them credit, Rob. I give them credit because they've been able to play fairly well with all of the inconsistencies in their schedule given the postponements, right? Remember the season started with the series against the Nats being postponed because of some COVID issues on the nationals. Then they had some rainouts with the Phillies. Um, You know, they also, I think they lost a game with the Marlins. I'm not sure. I think they did. The game was suspended. The Marcus Stroman game, right? That game was suspended and they lost a game with the Phillies. Then, you know, they lost a game with Colorado that they made up with a doubleheader. And so they they haven't been able to hit a consistent stride in terms of, you know, just going out on the field every day and playing. And then on top of that, they've been playing in some really bad weather, which has caused, you know, these postponements for the most part. So given all of that for them to be able to play well i think it's a testament to them and um you know again early they've only played 11 games 
but my Mets are in first in the National League East. What do you have to say about that? They're all right. They're okay. Mm. Yeah. Sound like a Yankee no. hater to your core right there. <laughs> you know, them Yankee haters are looking at the Mets and sniffing at us, man. You can't even give us our props, man. Yeah, yeah they're doing all right. It's it's still early. You know, that's all it is. It's still early. No, listen, That's man, it? They, that's all you got? They, that's all you got? The, the, the team is doing really well. I give them props. I do give them props because... Other teams in the position they're in with all these cancellations, postponements, and all that stuff, some teams might, might fold and lose a lot more games than, than they have. So the fact they've been able to do it, and it does help that you have Jacob DeGrom out there, and I think Mother Nature is trying to keep DeGrom out because I feel like it's his starts that keep getting canceled. But hmm. when he's out there, he's out there, man. And he, he's let, he, I think he's going to win the Cy Young again if he can stay healthy, and I hope he does, because the the game needs a pitcher like him to play every single time out. But behind him, Marcus Stroman is playing some phenomenal baseball. He's doing his thing on the mound, which, you know, he had that potential, you know, coming over from the Blue Jays and all that stuff. He's showing up, and, you know, he, he talks a lot. He's out there on social media. He's not shy about it. He has a lot of swag, and he brought that, I think, to the team, and it's showing. You know, the team is playing confident, um, Walker is another pitcher that they have that, you know, he signed late, late into the into the off season, but it's a good return so far. He's done a good job as well. So I think the Mets are playing some really good baseball. I think their offense is going to continue and and step up a little bit more. And I think they're they're in prime position, man, to make some noise in that division, especially with Atlanta struggling right now. This is the Mets' chance to kind of take that division and continue to build on their success. Uh, you know, maybe they're there by the all-star break still in first place, and then we can talk about them winning the division at the end of the season. Yeah, I mean, look, we'll, we'll see. Um, like we've been saying all along, it's it's, it's early, but, um, you know, they, they have been able to play well despite the scheduling adversities that they've had. And they haven't swung the bats well, as you said, so far. Um, it's early in the season, so a lot of times hitters generally are – um, a bit behind uh, the pitchers, um, and that's the case with the Mets as well. But you know they they've they've been able to play well enough to to have a one game lead in the National League East as as we speak. Um, and you mentioned Atlanta. Atlanta struggling a little bit. Um, the Marlins, who had got off to a bad start, have started to play better, and the Phillies are playing pretty well. Um, yeah. the Nats are scuffling, um, you know, and I think that's probably to be expected in the national league, in the national league East. Um, but man, what about out West where it's been interesting, uh, this past weekend, we saw fireworks, uh, yeah. out in San Diego as the Dodgers and the Padres had their first series of the season, Dodgers took two out of three, and man, there was a lot of emotion in that three-game set. Yeah, man, I had to look at the calendar real quick and make sure it was still April and not October, the way these guys were playing against each other. They were going at it, man, and that's the kind of baseball you love to see. That's a real, real rivalry, man. And and baseball, you know, between the Yankees and Tampa have that animosity between each other. But it's nice to see that because, you know, it's not like they're getting violent with each other. 
But it's nice to see, like, there's some real animosity between teams, and they're really trying to go for it. You know, the Dodgers, they're the champs, and everyone, they have the target on their back, and the Padres are letting them know, we're here. You know, we made these moves to come after you, and we're going to come after you. And I love, I love that series, man. And they have a lot more games to go the rest of the way. So it's going to be exciting, must-watch baseball every game these two play against each other. Yeah, look, I, look, the, the the Padres are still looking to hit their stride a little bit. You know, they have a, they have some some guys who are struggling again with with, with the bat. Um, the Dodgers though have just gotten off to a phenomenal start, yeah. and you know, if if no one can slow them down, um, and you know, the Padres don't want to get too far in the rear view because if they do, then it'll take some of the edge off of this so-called rivalry. Because yeah. in the end, you got to, you know, you have to justify it being a rivalry. You know what I'm saying? In other words, if if the Dodgers are up 15 games on the Padres the next time they meet, it's kind of hard to look at that as, oh, they're rivals. You know what I'm saying? You're 15 games back. You know, (laughs) so I I think that, um, you know, the Padres to and they need to, you know, maintain some proximity with the Dodgers in order to, you know, continue to go at this as if it's a real rival, because otherwise it'll seem like, you know, it's like big brother, little brother, and we all know who's going to win. You know, you know what I yeah. mean. So, yeah. Um, and one thing, but, to, one thing to keep an eye on too is the health of Tatis Jr. because he had that yeah. shoulder injury. He decided not to go for the surgery and missed a year. So it's going to be, you know, a key point to to pay attention to that to see, you know, if he's going to need some off days here and there, a few days off here and there, and how that's going to affect him, you know, on both sides of the ball. Yeah, and you know, you know, Rob. Overall, he's had some injury history in his young career. Yeah. I mean, he's you know, so this is not totally unexpected or or unusual at the very least. Um, and so you hope that he's able to, you know, strengthen whatever's going on with the shoulder and, and continue on. Even if he, like you said, if he needs some off days and all the rest of it. You just hope that he's able to, you know, go a full season because he hasn't done that yet, right? Exactly. Uh, not in the major league level, so he hasn't done that yet. And so you want to see him be able to come close to doing that. Uh, he's already missed some time this year, so he won't put in a full season, uh, you know, already. But you know, you 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 want him. You want to see him out there for sure. Um, but uh, yeah, that it it was really exciting. I thought you know, to see the rivalry. And of course, um, what looks like a rivalry, but, you know, of course they had to have a baseball skirmish. And what I mean by a baseball skirmish, right? The bench is clear (laughs) and everybody comes out (laughs) and they get mean looks and all the rest of it. And for me, I'm like, man, everybody back, (laughs) back to the bullpen, back to the dugout, you know, Batter, you got hit by the pitch. Take your base, and everybody just get back to it. Baseball is so funny, man. With the, you know, the tough guys out there milling around, and so yeah, we have one of find those. It, I always find it funny when the bullpens run out, and that's when it's ending. So then they have to go and run back, 
walk of shame all the way back to the bullpen after running out so much. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah. yeah. So, um, but yeah, but it, it's, um, you know, the National League, I think right now, you know, we, we talked a little bit about the East with, did we mention that the Mets were in the first place? I think we did, uh, right? Yep. Yep. Yeah, yep, we did. We okay. Oh, we checked that box. Yeah. Okay. I just did. wanted to make sure. Yeah. <laughs> so, and then, <laughs> then the Dodgers obviously in first place in the West, and then in the Central, Cincinnati um, has been playing some pretty good baseball. Um, and Milwaukee. You know, I told you earlier when we were talking, we had our preview. For me, Milwaukee's a team I want to watch out there in the NL Central. And I think they could be a sleeper if the other teams out there stumble. And, you know, I think the Central is going to be a weak division anyway. I, I yeah. do. Um, and, and so if if those teams like St. Louis, Pittsburgh, forget about them, but, but St. Louis and forget about Chicago, St. Louis, <laughs> Cincinnati. <laughs> If St. Louis and Cincinnati <laughs> stumble a little bit, Milwaukee could could take that division. Um, because I do think that I listen, I know we're laughing a little bit, but I do think Pittsburgh and Chicago to me, season's over yeah. for those teams already. Yeah, and you know, last I think it was last time a couple of shows ago we talked about the Cubs and when they're gonna kind of blow it up and start over. If they continue like this, we may see that this this in this summer, yeah. a lot of pieces start getting traded off. Yeah, I, I, I just think that um, the Cubs had a nice run, and you know, it's it's um, we'll see how they go about, you know, trying to return to prominence because, you know, the Cubs like the Astros, famously tanked. For a number of years in yeah. order to get draft choices and it's one of those things that have that has led to the players association being very concerned about the competitiveness in the industry overall right and so you know i don't think you know they're going to take that route again and i think there's going to be some things and there are some things now that are kind of designed to discourage that but you know yeah they 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 have they have a challenge ahead of them to be sure they do it'll be interesting to see definitely yeah. something to watch out for especially for like contenders missing pieces here and there and like the Mets were one team that were kind of talking it up see what Chris Bryan was, was going on with him stuff like that it'll be interesting to see how the Cubs maneuver the next few months yeah, especially as we get toward, you know, the the, the trade deadline. Um, so, yeah, man. So talking New York sports here a little bit, Yankees, scuffling, Mets. Did we, did we say the Mets were in the first place in the NL East? Yeah, we did that already. We did that? Oh, oh we did? Oh, yeah. Oh, I, I, don't yeah. Know, I, keep, I keep forgetting. Um, so the Mets <laughs> are in first place. Yankees are scuffling. And we do have in common the New York Knickerbockers. That's right. right. Are are playing some good basketball 
in the NBA, winners of six games in a row, and playing hard, man, playing hard, playing together, resilient, uh, tough, gritty. What about those Knicks? Man, you've said it all. They're playing some, the best basketball of the season, period, in this stretch right here. The way Julius Randle, he had a crazy stretch against his former teams, <laughs> basically. Just yeah, dominant, man. Like, the guy, he came out to play. Like, we were talking about them maybe, you know, they're, they're going to make the play over. They must have listened to us. Again, they heard us. So I'm hoping the Yankees hear us, too, and pick it up. So the Knicks heard us. They picked it up, man. And listen, I keep saying it. The way Thibodeau has these guys playing defense, and now that the way they're playing – just it's just we're talking about fundamentals with the Yankees these guys are playing some good fundamental basketball man and it is fun to see it and I this is this is what's the downside to the COVID stuff I wish this that Madison Square Garden was packed because they would have New York City rocking right now I don't care what the Nets are doing the way the Knicks are playing is what keeps the lights on in New York man yeah I mean and you know they've been the thing I like about them, Rob, uh, you know, is they don't quit. No. You know, even in the middle, in a game in which, you know, they, they, they might not be playing well or the other team is playing well. There's some distance between them, you know, on the scoreboard. But the Knicks just keep grinding. They just keep grinding. And, you know, that's something that I think is part of the coaching uh, philosophy and mentality. But I also think you have to give, in the end, the players the credit because they're the ones who are out there playing and executing and so forth. Um, But, you know, you got to give Tom Thibodeau credit um, for what he's done with this team. And you certainly have to give the players credit. Um, And I will tell you, you know, a few weeks back, they were struggling. Right. I think they had lost five out of six and, you know, started to believe, okay, maybe the air is slowly coming out of the New York Knicks balloon. And they've gone on this streak, man. I mean, they beat the Mavericks recently with, you know, Luka Doncic uh, coming off that wild shot he made against the Grizzlies (laughs) at the buzzer. Um, They beat Zion Williamson and the Pelicans twice. Um, in a week, uh, took down the Lakers, um, beat the Grizzlies themselves, um, and also beat Toronto. So, you know, um, you know, again, they haven't been, you know, they haven't beat the Clippers or the Jazz or the Suns, but, um, you know, a win's a win. And, Rob, they have a tough West Coast trip coming up you know, toward the end of the season where they go to places like the Clippers and Phoenix and so forth. So they, they have, they have some tough games ahead. So it's a good idea for them to get some wins in the bank right now. Yeah. Like you said, a win is a win, man. And you got to take them when you can get them because that stretch coming up. Let me see. They got Grizzlies. They got the Nuggets, Suns, Clippers, Lakers, Spurs. And then they finish off back East with Hornets and Celtics. So that's not an easy stretch to finish off the season so you know if they can get string some wins together now you know they're not going to lose every one of those games but if they can kind of split that those last few games and and you know stay in the prime position in the playoffs you know right now they're at the sixth seed 
So they can hover around six. Maybe they can jump up to five even. Uh, that's a success. That's a win for me, man. Not making the playoffs, honestly, is, is a win for, for New York fans, especially after everything the organization has been through over the few years. But that culture change in New York from top to bottom, you know, James Dolan is finally out of the picture, per se. He's not involving himself. You don't really hear too much about him anymore. And I think that's made a difference because he's kind of let Leon Rose and all these other guys just build the team. They built it right back up, and they're respectable again, man. And, and that's, you know, obviously New York loves it when the Knicks are successful, but the NBA needs it as well because the Knicks are a prominent franchise. And when they're bad, it's not good for the league. So the fact that they're playing well and they're playing some really good basketball, man, it's great for the NBA. Yeah, yeah. And great for Knicks fans. And so, yeah, it's um, it, it, it's good to see the New York Knicks playing some relevant basketball. And for me, I hope, you know, my, my hope is that they can maintain at least that sixth spot so that they can avoid the playing games. Um, but it's going to be tough because, you know, you, you got Miami, um, you know, Boston, you know, playing well, as we've been mentioning, Boston's continuing to play well. And so it'll be, it, it remains to be seen whether the Knicks can hold on to that sixth spot or even go higher. Uh, but, you know, seven, eight, nine, ten have the play-ins. And so, you know, that's interesting, but, you know, you would like to know that you have a series wrapped yeah. up because of your playoff seating. Um, so we'll see what, what, what the Knicks, what, where the Knicks end up. Um, speaking of the other New York team, the Brooklyn Nets, um, we were talking last week. They had that matchup coming with Philadelphia. Philadelphia beat them, um, you know, but again, it was there was no hard and there was no KD um, and Philly had to hold off the Nets that, you know, the Nets made a, a pretty furious comeback in that game that fell short. Yeah. Um, but Kevin Durant got hurt yesterday in the game against the heat. Um, I think it was a thigh contusion or whatever. So he continues to have, you know, some challenges this year from a health standpoint Kyrie's out there on his own heart and is still, you know, rehabbing. Uh, LaMarcus Aldridge suddenly retired because of a heart yeah. issue. So, you know, some of that depth that the Nets have been talking about, um, they lost it with Aldridge, you know, retiring. But, you know, with KD continuing to be hobbled and, and hardened out, um, Again, they still have that issue that we've been talking about. Can these guys, the big three, finally come back and get enough court time under their belt so that they can have the chemistry that they're going to need to make that deep playoff push? That's still an open question for these guys. Yep, and I think it's going to continue to be a question up until game one of the playoffs begin because I'm pretty sure they're going to let Harden you know, take as much time as he needs. Same thing with KD. And he's already missed, I think it's like 33 games going into the last game. And he's going to miss probably a few games here now. So that's going to remain a question mark. And until we see them play consistently together, I think this Nets team is going to be a question mark. And listen, the talent is undeniable. When dump three are on the floor, maybe they'll be lights out and they'll score 150 points a game. And, you know, they're going to give up 130. But they're going to, you know, they'll, they'll put up the points to win. 
But what we've been saying, once the playoffs start, that's a different animal. You're no longer playing, you know, bottom, you know, the, the, the worst teams. You're playing the best of the best. And when you get into that second round of the playoffs and you keep going from there, that's going to be tough. You have to play some good basketball. You, you can't, you know, lose a game or two here because that can be the series for you. So it's going to remain a question mark for me until further notice. I need to see them play together, play cohesive basketball, and continue and, and, and build something. Because if not, then, you know, we've only seen them for seven, eight games, all three of them together. So I think it's still a question mark for me. Yeah, it is. And and as you said, until they're out there um, playing, it, it will remain a question mark. Um, so I, I, for one, as much as I'm not a Nets fan, I'd like to see the, the three guys playing together. I'd like to see just how good they can be. Um, and, um, but, you know, it's, it's tough because we're talking about injuries and we've seen some injuries crop up in the last week, one of which really changed the landscape. And that's out in Denver where Jamal Murray went down with a knee injury, serious knee injury, and he's out. And I think that changed the Nuggets fortunes tremendously because, you know, the Nuggets were one of the hottest teams in the league this time last week. That's what we were talking about. Watch out for the Nuggets. Right. Um, And now later, we're here saying the Nuggets probably aren't going to go that deep. I mean, they're still a good team, but you cannot take out a player like Jamal Murray from the mix and think that you're not going to miss a beat. And so, you know, it it, it shows you that in the NBA, just how important health is, especially when you have the stars and the superstars involved. Uh, we saw it with Jamal Murray, who's out. And then, you know, the Utah Jazz had a scare where Donovan Mitchell had an ankle injury. His yeah, and that, is that not one as serious. Than, that one looked yeah. worse live than it eventually did, thank God, because <laughs> losing him was going to be a, a big hit for that team. But yeah. luckily, it's not, it's, you know, there was no fracture or anything broken or anything like that. So he's probably going to miss a few few games here and there. But, yeah, man, that, that changes everything because Jamal Murray is a guy – listen, the Joker's a great player. He may win MVP this year. But Jamal Murray, I think, is the X factor for that team and makes a difference. And when taking him out, that, that's a huge, huge loss. And I don't see them making a deep run in the playoffs at all without him. No, I don't either. I don't. Um, and, you know, I, I, I feel for him, you know, um, because he is such a good player. He's, you know, has really started to put his stamp on the league. And, you know, to see him go down like that, you know, you have you have to feel for him. And, you know, Donovan Mitchell, I'm glad that it's, it's not more uh, as serious as, as we thought it might be. Um, but again, it just shows you how precarious it can be. Right. Because if one of your key guys goes down in the NBA, it can immediately change your fortunes. Um, look, we saw it with the Lakers, with AD going down. And then when LeBron went down, man, the Lakers, yeah. you know, they, they've just, you know, they've been falling in the standings, sliding in the standings ever since. 
um, yeah. and so we can see how important it is. That's why what the Nets have done has really been impressive, right? Because they've lost guys for extended stretches of time, but they're so good that they're still one of the better teams in the league. But there's not a lot of teams like that. So, um, you know, you wish the best for Jamal Murray um, in 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 his rehab and everything else. And I'm just hoping that the key players, the stars of the game can in the NBA can stay healthy so that we can see some exciting basketball coming down the stretch. Yeah, definitely agree. I hate, no matter who they're playing for, I hate seeing players down with injuries, man. Even if it's a rival of my team, I want to see, you know, I want to see them at full strength. You never want to see anybody get hurt. That's right. That's right. So, all right, man. Well, that's that's it, man. We've been talking New York sports tonight, mostly, man. You know, talking about the New York Knicks, New York Yankees, and and the New York Mets. Um, it, it's it's interesting. We 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 didn't talk anything about. Um, sorry, Phil Bradley, but we didn't talk anything about New York Rangers, New York <laughs> Islanders, or New Jersey Devils, and why not, Rob? Oh, we don't talk hockey. There you go. We don't talk <laughs> hockey. So forget all that. So we didn't talk about those guys. We talked Knicks, Yankees, and the Mets. So, but um, good chatting with you this time, man. And and um, you know, we'll keep we'll keep our eye on you know all the things that are going on out there. I, I'm looking forward to the NBA playoffs. I, I, I can't, I can't even begin to to hide my enthusiasm. You know, whether the Knicks stay where they are or not, I, I I'm really looking forward to the NBA playoffs this year. Yeah, it's um, going to be fun. There's a lot of a lot of good teams out there. A lot of interesting teams. Yeah, it's gonna a lot be, of good storylines, man. Yep, it, it, it will be so. So it was good talking New York sports with you. Oh, you know, I forgot. We we forgot to mention something. Did did we mention that the Mets were in first place? Yeah, I think we covered that already. Oh, we did. Oh, okay. Yeah. So I guess we're done then. I guess we're done. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Listen, Yankees, step it up, man. Put some fire. Let's see some fire in you, man. Come on. You sound like you're getting desperate, man. So, uh... <laughs> I don't know. I might have to keep an eye on you over these next couple of weeks. <laughs> Check in Man. with you or whatever, you know? If so. I show up on the news, you know why. It's because the Yankees <laughs> are still struggling. <laughs> well, we'll we'll certainly uh, keep our eye on it um, as we keep our eye on all the um, major stories going on out there. And we'll come back next time. Another edition of Sports 360.